Help us to get closer to each other. That's my job today. One of his biggest weapons, one of his most um, reliable tactics, because he's proven that it works, is the weapon of offense. Getting me offended. Because you said something or did something I didn't disagree with. I didn't agree with. So we just can't be friends no more. Because he drives a wedge in between the body of believers. You know, I think they did Acts 1-8, was it called yesterday? The Baptist Association? Yay, we should have been praying for that from time. Well, the Baptists are doing it, not us. We got offended because they did more than we did. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We should be thankful that Jesus Christ's name is being lifted up in the community, surrounding communities, and in the world by whoever, whatever denomination or non-denomination is doing that. We shouldn't be offended. So what are some of the ways we get offended? We get offended. Um, are my kids in the room? Yes, good. I can talk about them. They're here. So I have a tattoo that says one of my children's name. So I went to my, me and my wife were traveling, and, and I was sort of joking but sort of serious, and I called my other daughter, and I said, and none of you guys have seen my tattoo unless you work with me, so you don't know which kid's which. Wesley, don't wave at me like that. So one of my kids, I called her and I said, hey, I'm going to get your name tattooed on me too because I don't want to offend her, right? I got one kid, not the other, so you want, you want to get both, right? And, and a tattoo ain't sending you to hell, so don't twist anything I'm going to say and try to say, well, he said tattoos are sending me to hell. No, I didn't. That's your conviction or, or mine. So I called her and I said, hey, I'm going to get your name tattooed on me. She goes, would Jesus want you to do that? So instead of getting offended, she went to what her beliefs are in the Word of God. Amen? So you've been at this job you've been at for five years. And they've been here a year and they got promoted above you. So you, now you're offended. You're butt hurt. I can say it two more times, right? <laughs> so now you're, I'm not going to use it in this one either. I already used it in this, this story. So now you're offended. You haven't been faithful where God put you. Why would he elevate you somewhere else? So now you're offended at God because you've been praying for this promotion and they got it. So now you're offended at God. See, when my mom died in 1990-something, I was so offended at God that I cussed him daily. That I went and sat at my mother's grave so high and so drunk that I just cussed God because I was offended at God. I got my feelings hurt that my mom died. Did you know what? Everybody dies. God did not take my mother. She got sick. He didn't take her. And I can tell you one thing right now. He healed her. Because the end result of any sickness, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, is a complete healing. Took me a while to grasp that, so I was offended at God. Sometimes I offend myself. Yeah, real bad. Friday night, I offended myself. Friday night, I didn't prepare for my message like I should have, so I didn't even finish my acrostic. So if you were here Friday night, here's not how you spell grace. G-R-A-C. Just to let you know there's an E on the end of it I didn't give you. So, so I beat myself up Friday night. Just mentally, I was like, oh, I didn't even finish my lesson. I ran out of time, blah, blah, blah. blah. Wee, wee. And finally, I had to look in the mirror and forgive myself. You know why? Why would I expect perfection out of myself? So I offended myself Friday night. I offend myself quite a bit by falling short of the unrealistic expectations I set on myself. You ever set unrealistic expectations of other people? 
And then when they don't reach that expectation, you're offended. What about your kids? You want them to make straight A's, but really, they're only C students, period. They do all they can do, and they make C's, and you're offended. Not everybody's a straight A student. I didn't even finish school. You wouldn't believe what God's trusted me with today. You know why? I do the best I can do now, but I sure didn't then. But what about unrealistic expectations that we put on people? Regardless of your age, your social status, your bank account, your spiritual maturity, the Bible says that it is impossible that an offense doesn't come to you. You have to make a choice how you handle that. You got to decide, are you going to be the one? I'm going to use one of them. You got to decide, are you going to be the one that gets butt hurt? Or are you going to receive that through grace and see it through their perspective? How about the way that person was talking to you? Do you have any idea what's going on in that person's life? Do you have any idea of the turmoil that's going on in their heart? Or when they said that to you, you thought they just lashed out at you and you got offended. See, when every time when I lash out at God, you know what he does? I get forgiven. Isn't that the same thing we should offer to those around us? Is forgiveness? Luke 17, verse 1. It is impossible that no offenses should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It is impossible that no offenses are going to come. It's impossible. Somebody today, you're going to get offended at. Do you know why you're going to get offended at them? Because you chose to. We have to make a choice to not be offendable. I want to read something to you. See, we're living in the end times, and people try to get all into that. I'm not going to ever teach on the end times. Since Jesus went to be with the Father, the end times began. Okay, let me break it down real simple. As soon as he ascended, that was the beginning of the end times. Okay, can't tell you when he's coming back? Don't know. Bible says we don't know the day. There's certain seasons, certain things we see. Absolutely. One of the signs of the end times happening now is this. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures till the end shall be saved. That's what's happening in the body of Christ right now. That's what's happening. If you see and pay attention, our love is growing cold. We aren't having the mercy and the grace that we should towards other believers. And it's growing cold. Instead of receiving them like God received us, while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. I didn't quit doing anything to come to him. He had every right to reject me and to be offended by my sin. Just like he does yours. Your sin might not be addiction. Your sin might be gossiping. You know that's a sin, right? Just checking. Okay. Backbiting, bitterness, unforgiveness. That word does not come out today. Say it again. Unforgiveness, there it is. Hey, sometimes you just get hung up. You know, in spite of me up here and my flesh... The Spirit of God will accomplish what He wants to today. The Word will go forth. Some of you will receive it with gladness and you will begin to produce fruit because of it. Some of you, it'll, it'll hit a little rocky soil. You'll produce a little fruit, one or two here and there. Some of you, it will change your life from here on out. 
That's just what the word says. So that's what happens. Many of them will be offended. Hey, you guys, I love, I love show and tell. How many of you in here, don't raise your hands, I was just joking. Think about this a minute, okay? Think about the last time you got offended. Think about it. What was the situation? Was it really all their fault? Or was it because of the way you perceived it? Usually it's because of the way I perceive it. I have to make a choice. In the last, I'm going to say week, I've probably had six people tell me I was fat. I don't know why. Probably because I joke about it all the time. I say this fat, bald guy is going to preach. I, I, I make jokes of that myself. So when they say that to me, I have to make a choice instantly. Am I going to get offended? How am I going to receive that? Or am I going to say maybe I don't need to stop for donuts every morning this week and drink three Mountain Dews a day? Alex, buffet brother, I love you. But that's the reality of it. Am I going to be offended at something I'm already aware of that I need to change about myself? Am I going to take offense to that? Or am I going to heed that through a different pair of ears and make some changes? I'd love to see my great-grandkids, the way my health's going, you know what I mean? You know, when the blood pressure goes, you can see the veins sticking out and I'm not even talking. When the eyeballs start hurting from behind, you know, blood pressure. You think I need to make some changes? And they didn't say it to be mean at all. I didn't take it like that. You know why? Because it's some things I know. It's my perception. A lot of times people walk by, instead of a good game, because I hate them, they poke me in the belly. How do I take that? Do I get offended? Sometimes. I'm flesh. Especially after first service when I said it, like six people chased me down to poke me in the belly. If you chase me down after this service and poke me in the belly, I'm going to let you know right now I'm going to be offended. But what will I do with that offense? Will I take it and make some changes in my life? Will I take it as, and I'm going to use a phrase I don't really know if I agree with, but it's the only one that comes to my mind, constructive criticism? Or will I take it as an offense? And because, of lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I don't ever want my love for people to grow cold because God's about loving people. He's all about loving people. The way I see things is up to me. The way you see things is up to you. So you thought about the last time you got offended, correct? And some of you don't, didn't really think of anything. Some of you might not be easily offended. Some of us are extremely easily offended. We carry our feelings on our shirt sleeve. Anybody do that still? You know our emotions... Our emotions, God gave us emotions, but they're not designed to control us. We have to learn to control our emotions, and then we're not so easily offended. When my emotions control me, and I'm in Walmart, and I think somebody's mean mugging me, I just get all bent out of shape. Walking through there, I'm like, why, why is that dude staring at me? He was looking at the frozen food behind me, man. But I got all offended. Get all offended. When you get there to, to McDonald's and they get something wrong, they put three pickles instead of the one you asked for with your lines to go this way and your grilled chicken, and you get all offended and send it back and act like the waitress just destroyed your day when she didn't even cook your stinking food, but you get all offended and I'm not leaving her a tip. That's how she supports her family. But you got offended when she didn't even cook it because you're a control freak 
And you don't understand any of this because you're not willing to make the changes God wants to make in your life. See, if the Spirit of God lives in me, I have the Holy Spirit in me who convicts me when I'm not nice. He convicts me when I affect other people's walk with Jesus. And he lets me know. And not only does he let me know, but he really lets me know, so I'll stop doing it. Because if my walk's affecting other people's walk in a negative way, I'm doing something wrong with this life I call Christianity. If I'm getting offended all the time and offending other people, something's wrong. The Spirit of God lives in us. He guides us. He directs us. What about borrowing offenses? I am horrible to loan an offense. Just letting you know, if you offend me, I done told 10 people. Yeah, seriously, it's bad. I pray for so-and-so. You know what they said to me? Pray for him. I didn't say laugh. Let's start praying. Do you do that? When somebody offends you, do you take it to the whole half the congregation? Or do you take it to the cross, the one who can really make a difference? We got to learn to take it to Jesus because it's going to happen. And there's nothing wrong with calling a brother or a sister and saying, Hey, man, I've got my feelings hurt. Will you pray for me so I know how to deal with this properly? There's nothing wrong with that. But you ain't got to put it on Facebook. The, the, my, my burger at McDonald's was not right. And everybody just slammed McDonald's. Nobody goes to Burger King anymore. So what about when, let's just share a story. I go to get my truck fixed. And this guy gives me a bid for $3,000 to fix my truck. So I think it's too expensive. So I go down the road to the other mechanic and he charges me $1,000 to fix my truck. So now I'm offended at this guy that I've known my whole life. And I put up this wall and just drive by him and act like he ain't even there from now on. And I get offended. What about that renter who doesn't pay rent to me? And I said this a few weeks ago. They don't pay rent to me. It happens all the time. Do I get offended and butt hurt? Or do I know that they hadn't had electricity and water for three weeks and their poor kids have been suffering? But I'm worried about that little 20 bucks. How do we handle the perception of what's going on around us? Do we see the reality of a broken world? Or do we see it through our eyes of... My life's all together and everything's great. So I want to give you a scripture for loaning and borrowing offenses. Proverbs 26, 20. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. Amen. We don't have to walk around talking about it all the time. So here's how we beat offense. There's only one way that I know of to get rid of offenses in our life. And that's forgiveness. Forgiveness. Before we can even move on with our pursuit of God, if we think or have feelings that we've offended a brother or sister, God tells us that we got to go to them. See, as a Christian, I should make the first act of forgiveness, shouldn't I? Shouldn't I be the first one to go, hey, you know what, Adrian, man, brother, I'm sorry that I offended you. I don't even know, will you forgive me? Or do I go to Adrian and go, man, if you hadn't said this and said that, I wouldn't have said this. No. i got to go up with a repentant heart and ask for forgiveness. Irrelevant to what they did, I'm worried about my part with God. Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and then remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go away. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. God doesn't even want our tithes and offerings if we're at odd with our family and God. So I'm, your offering's already in the bucket. But maybe before God accepts that today, you need to make it right with somebody. 
Matthew 18, 21 and 22 says, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. We find that other verse. These notes are great. They make it so easy. Luke 17, verse 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? But we want to hold on to these grudges and these, um, this unforgive, forgive, whatever. It just don't work sometimes. Hey, as our um, praise team comes out, I'm fixing to wrap this message up today. This is a very important message in our walk with Christ, though. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Every day I fall short. Every day I sin. Every day I need forgiveness. So that means real bluntly, every day I have to forgive. Or I can choose to hold on to resentments and um, offenses. But that separates me from the purpose God's given. Forgiveness is not pretending like it didn't happen or like it didn't hurt. That's a lie. Forgiveness is a choice to release a debt regardless of how you feel. That's what God did in our lives. He released a debt regardless of how he felt. So as they play today, can we get our prayer team to come up, please? This morning, I asked you to think about the last time you were offended for a reason. Because I wanted to come to your heart and to your memory something today that you need to ask for forgiveness for. Something you need to bring to the cross and lay it down. Today, maybe you've been offended by somebody that's passed away. By a loved one, by a school teacher, by a principal, by whatever. I want to say today, I apologize on their behalf so that you can be free. Maybe today, you don't know who Jesus Christ is as Lord and Savior. Because you carry around unforgiveness in your heart. You carry around bitterness. And you can see that the love of Christ isn't in you through the word today. Any one of these people can pray with you to receive Jesus Christ. During this last song, I want to ask you a favor of you. Don't walk back through those doors with what you came in with. You came in with offenses, unforgiveness. Don't leave with them. Leave them at the altar. Bring them to the cross today and let Jesus have them.